Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks, shortcuts, designed to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time. I'm your host, David Ubita. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs starts right now. Hey, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we share practical life hacks to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time with your host, loss mitigation executive, entrepreneur, nationally featured author and speaker, David Ubita. Hey, in episode 24, uh, get a chance to catch up with uh, Derek Lott. He's a best-selling author, speaker, and entrepreneur, and uh, he's a really good friend, and we haven't uh, connected in a minute, in a little bit. And uh, this episode winds up uh, being pretty funny, and I think you'll enjoy his story too. Uh, We'll dive into his story when we return. So let's get started, Matt. Derek Lott, welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. It has been a minute since we've uh, chatted. It's going to be good to catch up with you. Uh, I understand you've got some great things in the pipeline going on. You've got a book, uh, I believe, that's been launched. Love to hear about that and kind of hear uh, some of your journey uh, as you've, um, uh, you know, in the process of writing the book and why you wrote the book, all that good stuff. Oh, well, I appreciate it, David. It has been some time since we've connected, but I would say we've both been on fire pursuing our goals and dreams and the purposes that God has for our lives. So I'm happy to know that we continue to be on a quest for uh, how we evolve and and how we connect with uh, our purposes. Uh, And so for me, uh, it's probably been... I don't know, cooking this, this recent book for the last five years. I have um, been involved with uh, Toastmasters. I had a couple friends say, get into Toastmasters. You'd be great at it. And you know, I got in and I, I went through the curriculum. But more importantly, there were folks that I mentored with, new people that joined that really struggled with developing content. You know, oh, I don't know what to talk about. I'm not very interesting and, and so forth. And, oh, it just takes so much effort to pre- prepare what I'm going to talk about. And speaking to people is nerve-wracking. And then Lastly, just tailoring that content for any given audience. So I put all of those thoughts together. I kind of did some testing, did some workshops, and it really resonated. So I put it into the book. And so Say It Well is now available on uh, Kindle books, eBooks, and you can order it uh, at my site, DerekSeelot.com. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. And it's, for me, it's just the beginning. So let's dive into that a little bit. Um, you know, every conversation has layers, and I love just uh, going through those. So this book is obviously addressing a problem, a problem that you saw uh, firsthand as you got into Toastmasters. Why did you get into Toastmasters? Was this uh, a, a uh, you know, on your bucket list? Um, I, I know you mentioned that friends told you, but 
there has to have been something more to that than just your friends saying, hey, you should be in Toastmasters. Yeah. Yeah, I would say to to uh, to the point, we I uh, was introduced to it, and I was highly encouraged, you know, like pushed <laughs> to get involved. In, and I didn't really think I had a need for it. I've been speaking my entire career in front of large audiences, small, and, and felt comfortable conversating. But uh, I learned that there are some tips that I could could uh, take away from the Toastmasters program. So that's what kept me there. So I didn't really join for any particular reason, but I stayed for what I could learn. And I learned a lot about how to convey a story. I learned a lot about getting feedback on what the audience is seeing from what I convey. And that's probably one of the most valuable parts of, uh, of that program is that you receive feedback. People tell you about your gestures. Or they tell you uh, the points you made didn't really hit home. This is what they interpreted. And, and it really allows you to hone your message and I find that to be extremely valuable, and so that's why I stayed in. And then, as you move along, they ask they ask you to help others, and I that, I'm all over that, right? If I can help someone become better, that really cranks my tractor. So that is where I started seeing these patterns of, hey, I notice they have the same person problem as that person and the other person, and and so forth. And that led to me really kind of keeping track of how I help people navigate those problems and, and again, led to the book, Say It Well. How long did it take you to write the book? I think you mentioned five years. What was that experience like? Um, I'm working on my third one right now. and uh, Tell our audience a little bit about that process. <laughs> well, the funny thing about it, to, to write a book is probably really 40 hours, max 100 hours of effort. However, we spend an inordinate amount of time debating in our heads and trying to figure out what uh, is the main message, and we hear the concept of writer's block and so forth and so on. But it really only took me a year and a half to write the book when I really understood that the intent was to add value and what's the value that I'm bringing to the table. And once I was able to capitalize on that, I found it much easier to move forward with the book. I never thought I would get it done, but I had a few people that I tapped into because I think the other piece of writing a book is finding mentors, people that have either written books or people that understand the content and the message that you're trying to convey. And that really raised my confidence level that I could get it done, and uh, so those were those were some of the keys uh, on the front end of the process. Now, as you know, having written books yourself, there's a lot more that goes into it, and I encourage people to do several things as they think about writing a book, and uh, those types of things we can delve into, or um, people can find me on Instagram, reach out to me, DM me, or go to my website. I'm happy to share. I think that's another piece of being an author that I love is that it's not so much about being opportunistic and driving a monetary conversation, but really sharing our experiences and connecting with other people and really finding those people that we align with from a, a message and driving purpose and, and so forth. So, Yeah, totally. I think one of the advantages I've, uh, I've had uh, over the years uh, with writing uh, now now this third uh, this third project is 
when I toured as a musician, um, understanding the concept of music having layers and also understanding mm -hmm. that less is more when it comes to uh, telling a story through music. And so when you're writing a book, you've mentioned a couple of times just the importance of message. And I remember distinctly, man, I remember watching uh, one of uh, uh, someone that I, I know very well speaking, doing their thing. And, and he has a great, great, he's making a great impact in the world. God is like really using him in a special way. And then I said to myself, um, really this stems out of my own, at that time stemmed out of my own insecurity but I said, man, he's really not even that great of a speaker. I said to myself, <laughs> and, I, and I said to myself, Father, how are you using him and that kind of thing? And then uh, in, it, God in his, in his gentle ways uh, just whispered to me and says, what good is being able to speak well without being clear on your message? Yeah. And so yeah. when when I got that, when that was dropped into me, so to speak, you know, I was like, you know what, that is so spot on. And now, from a uh, from a speaking perspective, and I totally uh, respect the fact that you've gone to Toastmasters and you're you're honing your craft. I mean, I've been also very fortunate to coach um, uh, speakers as they prepare for their TEDx talks and things like that uh, over the past uh, couple of years. But the one thing I always work with uh, our clients on is being crystal clear about the message. What is that one problem? Mm -hmm. What is that one insight yep. that you're bringing to the table? So what would you share with our audience who may be, uh, you know, in the marketing game or in the speaking game or whatever, because communication is key with any particular area of business, but what, what's a couple of things that you would share with our audience uh, that would kind of help give them some concrete steps uh, to consider uh, when it comes to communication. Oh, absolutely. So the one is we've talked about message, but even more than that, I'll, I'll stress this is adding value. We grew up, my mom used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I've built upon that and said, if you don't have anything of value to say, you don't open your mouth. If you're talking to your kids and you're saying something to them that's not going to add value, you are uh, criticizing them because you're not living up to your uh, expectation of them, but they're living up to God's expectation of them, keep your mouth shut. If you're not adding value, don't do it. I don't care what the relationship is because you think you have authority or you think you're better than someone. If you can't enrich people's lives, you don't bother. And that is point number one. Add value to people's lives. And the way you do that, as we talked about, is there's a problem, there's a need, there's a, a solution. And you have to know what that solution is. So be very clear that you want to add value and that there's a problem that you, you're fixing. I think the other thing that is really tough, right, is that we always see success, but we don't see that hard work and that grind that goes to it. Right. I, I think about Carlos Gill, who um, is really burning it up right now. And I've seen him over the last 10 plus years grind when he was like nobody knew him. And he was just out there trying to, trying to make it. And he made the bold moves and took the big risks and really put everything on the line. Nobody sees that stuff. 
right? But it takes a grind. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes persistence. You're going to have to pursue your dreams and your goals and your aspirations. If it doesn't happen overnight, don't quit. And really success, the, the reason why so few are successful because many give up, many don't even try. And so therefore, you, you know, you can't have it. There's no instant gratification for success, quite frankly. And those who may get it, they often lose it very quickly because it's the grind, it's the work, it's the effort. If you're looking for a quick outcome, I don't know what to tell you. You need to just keep standing in the uh, lottery line and looking for that instant win from the lotto ticket. So it's going to take a lot of effort. It's going to take a lot of energy, and you're going to have to go above and beyond. I always talk about uh, being an MVP, right? When we look at most valuable players in any profession or vocation, they are the top. They are the best. And let's take somebody like LeBron James or even you know, my uh, sports hero, Michael Jordan. When you look behind the scenes, they were the first to the gym. They were the last to leave. They worked their hearts out to be the very best, even though they were very talented and had all these skills. So I tell people the second thing is you're going to have to really do some hard work. And then the third thing I would tell people is collaborate. Get mentors, get sponsors, get people that no man is an island. My mother-in-law told me once, she's like, hey, I'm happy to help you. Everybody needs some help sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, God bless the child that has his own, but we always need someone. And it may be someone that just encourages you not to give up. That's someone that's in your corner. So those would be three things that I would say people should focus on. Add value, right? Add value. Be willing to work. And then two, find three, find those mentors that will help you and support you along the way. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, speaking for a moment. Uh, um, as professional speakers, you know, it's always good for us to to share with the, the new generation or fellow speakers, you know, perhaps some strategies that have helped us to communicate. Uh, that much more efficiently uh, as a, as a speaker on a platform what is one strategy in, a, in a, aside from what we we've just talked about mm-hmm. that you believe th- that could separate you from everyone else as a speaker well i think the you know the i'll, I'll say a couple of things one, steal shamelessly. <laughs> when you see great speakers, don't hesitate to emulate good behavior. Uh, one of the things I like to do is watch great speakers, whether it's Tony Robbins, Les Brown, Lou Holtz. Uh, one of the speeches I think we've all been enamored with is the speech that Jimmy Valvano gave at the ESPY Awards. That, those things are classic, and you can learn so much. Dr. Martin Luther King, listen to people that are great orators and copy and steal shamelessly. Don't hold out. Then the other thing, having said that, is you have to be you. You have to be yourself. You can't show people uh, a fake image of yourself because people are not stupid, right? People can pick up when you're being disingenuous. People can pick up when you're trying to sell them a, what is, what's a bill of goods, 
so to speak. So be authentic. People respect that. You said it earlier. You saw a person that wasn't the best orator, but people really gravitated to that message. He was being himself, right? And I think that's so important. I was uh, going through, because, you know, Toastmasters was one vehicle that I use, but there's also the National Speakers Association, there's your job, and there's so many other uh, places in the community uh, that where you can speak and uh, really hone that craft and work on it. And I received feedback that, Derek, sometimes you're animated. And I said, well, that's kind of who I am. They said, well, maybe tone it down some. And I noticed when I worked on trying to tone it down, I wasn't making the connection. And yeah. so I've got to be me. I've, I've, I've got to take advice, but I've also got to, I have to ensure that I'm being me and all of me, not just a portion of me, all of me. And as speakers, we have to be very transparent. We can't be afraid of people knowing the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think that's important because that will make you a powerful communicator when you can be transparent and you're not hiding and keeping secrets and, and shielding and, and faking, right? Uh, I think those are, those are two things. Steal shamelessly, but be your true self. Uh, authenticity comes to mind, but I don't, you know, it's, that's just a word and a concept, but be you is what I would say. So let's go ahead and dive into that a little bit further, simply because it's such a great uh, uh, strategy and you're spot on. Um, and for the sake of really providing value to our listeners, uh, what is one way, because I run into this problem with my clients all the time. They're just unclear about really who they are. For example, you know, yeah, in our business, exactly. we're, we're, you know, we're niche hackers, right? So we've walked people for the past five <laughs> years, uh, and now we're, this year is the first year we've gone global, right? So, you know, we're in yeah. four countries now. It's like, okay, how? Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So the word is coming out where it's like, hey, this guy is, you know, a niche expert. He knows his stuff. And just the whole concept itself, uh, it's a buzzword, but I don't think people really understand it well. And when clients come to us, they have an idea of a niche, right? But then when we walk yep. them through it, they are crystal clear on their niche. But more importantly, or equally as important, I should say, they're crystal clear about where they stand, who they are. Yep. So Absolutely. what's a strategy that we can convey to our audience uh, on this particular episode to help people who perhaps are in that very same scenario? They're in their heads they think they're good at a bunch of stuff. They want to save the world. They just aren't clear with who they are. What would you tell them? I would. I will tell you. So my next book is is called Evolve, and I'm probably two thirds of the way through it. And it is my opus. It's all about personal and professional development. As a personal development practitioner, I, I help people figure out exactly what you're talking about. And the first thing you have to do is identify who you are or your brand, what you represent, your ecosystem. And it's not easy because we have so many facets that make us up, right? We have the face that we have when we go to work. We have the face when we come home to our family. We have the face to our friends. We have the face to the doctor. We have the face to our social community at church, right? We have all these different uh, different um, 
faces that we show to the world and they make us up they make us make up the whole of who we are and so we need to really understand how we um, bring that all together to say this is who I am and that's where you have to spend time with yourself uh, journaling I think is a fantastic way to do it if you're not good at journaling or writing and that type of thing, you don't necessarily, uh, you're not necessarily drawn to do that. Uh, maybe it's get a, a tape recorder and, and talk, talk it out. Now, what do I believe? What do I stand for? What do I hope for? What are my dreams and aspirations? If there were five things I wanted to get done before I left this earth, what would they be? Right? We really don't spend a lot of time asking ourselves those types of questions. And therefore, guess what? We really don't know who we are. We really do struggle with that. But if you were to come and ask me, Derek, who are you? I could answer those questions for you because I've worked on the brand, right? We talk about who we are. It's really what's your brand? What do you represent? And if you go to like my Instagram page, I've really used it as a way to archive and capture who I am. And, and I always say my Instagram is a series, a group of series and elements that lead up to an epic event. And so you'll see different series on my Instagram, and the epic event is this book. And at the beginning of the year, I'll start the process over, and I'll have different series, and it'll lead up to the next epic event, which will be Evolve, which is that story. But it's all the way for me to kind of capture who I am. And then I look at that Instagram page and say, is that me? Isn't that interesting? Right? We post stuff on Instagram, but I use it as a reflection of me. And I look at that, and I look at those images, and I look what I've written, and I say, is that me? And on certain instances, on certain occasions, I've looked at what I've posted and said, that ain't me. <laughs> and, I, and I delete it. I was like, no, 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 that's not me. And I'll delete it. But it's another way, right? I use social media not only as a way to communicate outwardly, but I use it as a reflection to make sure I'm being the person that I think I want to be. And it helps shape me. So I would say those are a few tips on how people can uh, really get to understand themselves. One, journaling, right? writing down, spending time with yourself, answering the tough questions of life. And what do you feel? And what do you think? And how do you want to show up? Who do you want to be? And then if that doesn't work for you, maybe capture it on audio and at very at the very least use social media since everybody's on social media use it as a way to communicate your brand and look at what you're communicating and say is that the reflection of who i really want to be yeah i love it i love it, it it's it, it, you've just reminded me of of the fact that um we should never that whole even the question itself who am i a better question would be, who am I becoming, which is what you've just said. Yes, yes. So this is, what, this is a philosophy that we use. It's part of our culture as a business. It's not about who we are. It's about who are we becoming uh, and making sure that we are aware of feedback groups, right? So there's information coming towards us or passing us by with mm -hmm. – the intention of guiding our steps, right? So we, we've got to be aware. We raise our level of awareness uh, with feedback coming our way. Now, feedback could be in the form of a podcast, 
could be in the form of a post that we see on Facebook, which all of a sudden, remarkably, you know, magically, is exactly what we need to see at that one moment, right? Yep, uh, yep. It could be a conversation at the gas station. So uh, it could be a conversation with, with you know, uh, a, a someone who's homeless and, and is needing help. It's like the feedback is always present, but when we're not dialed in per se, or when we're not open to receiving that feedback, then we're really missing out on the wealth Absolutely. of information. Absolutely. Yep. And Absolutely. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. You're spot on. Wow, that's good stuff. Well, listen, man, uh, it, as we wrap up this conversation, man, I first and foremost, thank you so much. I'm, I'm super proud of you and, and this, this book and this project. Uh, I, I'm following your posts. Uh, very inspiring. It's good to see a, a, someone that I've known you know, for years pursuing uh, you know, their assignment, which is always so inspiring uh, for me and I'm sure for people who know you and are going to be watching or listening to this episode. Are there any parting words that you'd like to share with our, what I like to call them life hackers, uh, any, any advice you have for them as we wrap up this conversation? Absolutely. 2018 is coming to an end. And I know a lot of people are saying to themselves, well, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do in 2018. You know, this is a wrap. Maybe I'll make some resolutions for 2019. I want to encourage all of your listeners that it's not too late. There's more than 45 days left in this year. You can get it done. You, if you wanted to flip a property, there's still time to buy it and sell it and make a boatload of cash if you believe. So get your belief level up. You can have what you want right now in 2018 if you're willing to stretch and get yourself out there. The other thing I would say is get ready for 2019 by thinking about what you want your outcomes to be in 2019 now. Most people will spend time at their jobs getting ready, doing you know, 2019 planning, and the whole company will shut down for the last quarter to get ready for the next year. And we will not spend five minutes on ourselves talking about what we want life to look like next year. But we'll give you know, the companies we work for and we'll give everybody else all of our time to make their dreams come true. I want you to sit down before the end of this year, decide what you want in 2019 and go get it. Hey, thanks for the opportunity, David. I really appreciate it. Derek Lott, where can our listeners uh, plug into? I know you mentioned it earlier, but one more time. Yes, find me at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, C lot l-o-t-t dot com on instagram it's at derek c lot i'm on facebook uh, i'm pretty easy to find i'm going to actually ask you for a mailing address i'm going to ship you uh, a copy of the book i'm going to sign it and i hope you'll share you know what you find from that book and uh hope to connect with a lot of your listeners I'll definitely post it on on my ig and facebook so that people can 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 dive in for sure Appreciate that. All right, my brother. Hey, listen, thanks again, Derek, for joining us here today on the Life Hacks. Wait, don't I get a song? Don't I get a song before we cut off? You know what? The, so the song is actually <laughs> right after, after the fight. <laughs> but if you like to hum a few syllables, go ahead. <laughs> no, you've got the singing down. I'm going to pass on that. Hey, love you, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> Derek, 
Love you too, man. Yeah. Please send my best to the family, and I will talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Bye now. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, you've been listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast where we share practical life hacks to shape your best life and business in the least amount of time with your host, loss mitigation executive, entrepreneur, and nationally featured author and speaker, David Ubeda. Hey, life hackers, help us reach more people. We need your help. Stop at iTunes, give us a positive review and rating. Remember, our goal is to become the number one small business podcast on iTunes, so your feedback really does matter. Hey, for more great content like you found here on this podcast, make sure to visit davidubita.com. Until next time, continue to grind, grow, and give.